Jungles are one of the most vast ecosystems on the planet Earth, and they are filled with all sorts of terrifying creatures and insects and plant life, and honestly, I think the worst thing about jungles are snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? <laughs> this is your host, Tyler. And I'm Tori. And welcome back to Tales of Grimm. If you guys haven't seen, uh, we're doing a little fun episode on, on the movie Anaconda. And just to get it out of the way, um, my anaconda don't want none unless you got buns, hon. Oh, God. Did you really have to say that? Yes, 100%. Oh, God. Sir Mix-a-Lot. Nicki Minaj. Don't even put her name in it, because it was Sir Mix-a-Lot first. That's a good point. Anyway, so yeah, so this week we are talking about the, uh, the fun little horror movie Anaconda starring Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, Owen Wilson, and John Voight. And many, many more. Yeah, there's only like six people in the movie. Seven? Six or seven. Something like that? Yeah. Nothing too, too crazy. <laughs> that being said, this is a very spoiler-filled episode as we review the film Anaconda, so if you have not seen the film already, you should go watch it before I listen to this episode. Or let us spoil it for you, who knows? I mean, it's also a 23-year-old film, so hopefully they've seen it, or they know of it, so hopefully it won't be as much of a spoiler alert. That's a good point. It's a pretty old movie. 1997, yeah? Yeah. Ice Cube looks exactly the same. <laughs> he has not changed. There are always those actors that, like, do not age. Betty White being one of them. Oh, yeah, no. There, there's a theory that she's actually a vampire, and she's the only one alive left from the Golden Girls, and the only reason she's still alive is because she sucked the life out of the other Golden Girls. I didn't know it was a vampire. I thought it was that she made a deal with the devil. Oh, I haven't heard that theory. I heard vampire. <laughs> I've heard a deal with the devil more often. Ah, I'd believe that. Same. Betty White's a national treasure. She is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what's up with Anaconda? Well, first off, can we imagine the movie Anaconda starring Betty White? That wouldn't be much of a movie. I feel like she would just kick its ass. Oh my god, yeah. I would love to see Betty White in a horror movie like Anaconda. That would be amazing. <laughs> or just any horror movie in general. <laughs> so, Tori, do you want to go into a little synopsis of the movie? So, a short little summary is that J-Lo and her crew are on this documentary in the Amazon to look for a specific tribe that hasn't been seen as much. And they run into Paul, who is played by John Voight. And kind of save him, and then everything basically goes downhill from there. Let's talk about John Voight's accent in the movie. Oh my god, I got so... He's supposed to be from Portugal. No, Paraguay. Paraguay, sorry. Yeah. One of those P's. I feel like he has more of an Italian accent. Like, I kept joking around with you throughout the whole movie of, like, how Godfather-esque. Like, you come to my daughter's wedding. <laughs> And you ask for this and that. and Just very Godfather is gonna I love it. Yeah, no, it's very true. Like, John Voight's a very talented actor, but that accent was not great. Yeah, not really. <laughs> I'll always remember him as uh, Mr. Sir and Holes. Holes is a fantastic movie. I loved it. Yeah. He was a hard ass. They had a whole rap at the end about digging up, up Holes, digging. <laughs> Digging up puppos, yo. That one? Yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf rapped. 
god. I forgot that he was rapping that. Yeah, it was like all the kids were doing this rap. Oh my god. I love that. It's so good. But we'll save holes for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> But first, let's look Carrie Madam Zeroni up the mountain and talk about Anaconda. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta carry Madam Zeroni up the mountain. Yeah. No bad luck on us. Anaconda definitely does not hold up. Oh (laughs) my god. After this many years. And I don't even know if it held up when it was first released. It's a fun movie to watch. It's just the CGI for the Anaconda is really bad. You know, there are some movies where it's like, you know, you can look at, like, Star Wars, like, the 1970s ones, and, like, you obviously know these are, like, claymation spaceships and stuff like that, or, like, kind of CGI, kind of not, but it still works. But when you look at the computer-generated image for the Anaconda, it's, it's awful. The puppet design for it was amazing, but the actual CGI was so choppy and looked so fake. Oh, yeah kind of the same thing with the backdrop as well like how bad the cgi is and how cliche that one scene when john voight's character is rolling out the snake skin oh yeah behind him you can clearly tell it's a green screen oh god it looks so fake yeah it <laughs> i think you brought up a good point when we were talking to the movie tori was like I feel like he just wasn't there that day, and they just filmed this separately. <laughs> yeah, because you don't see a shot of, like, all, what was it, four of them. You see his face, and you see him roll the skin out, and then it shoots to their perspective, or seeing them and seeing the skin roll, but you don't see his hand or, like, anybody, like, rolling it, basically. So it was very obvious that... He wasn't there that day, so maybe it was, like, a pickup shot, or, yeah, maybe there was, like, a scheduling conflict, or he was sick that day, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe he was there the whole time, and they just decided to have him do it behind a green screen. Maybe. But, I mean, they went to so much effort making... A jungle? And the boat and everything, and all of that looks realistic. It kind of feels like a cop-out, then. No, that's a good point. Like, why spend so much time, effort, money on this huge set only to do a few shots that are purely, like, CGI green screen behind? I don't know. Maybe they're running low on the budget. (laughs) Maybe. It's very possible. It was a very bad shot. Oh, God, yeah. But let's talk about uh, some of the deaths as well, or some of the bad things that went wrong. Yeah. What what do you think was your, uh, your favorite death scene in the movie? I mean, I don't think I would call this my favorite death scene, but the one I always go to is he was the first death, and you literally just know that he's a poacher, and he's played by... Danny Trejo. Machete. Yes. My God. Like, (laughs) iconic. (laughs) How is he the first death, though? It's so upsetting. I know. It's so sad. Like... He's a badass in movies, and I feel like he would be, like, really good fighting against this anaconda, but he's the first death. Yeah, to me, it's crazy having Danny Trejo as, like, the first death, because he's such a good actor. He does all these action things. I mean, Spy Kids alone. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Most iconic. I really want to go to Danny Trejo's restaurant that he has in L.A. 
I was actually close to it at my last job, but I never went there. He has a restaurant? I want to say it's called Trejo Tacos. Oh, hell yeah. I'll go. Yeah. Don't quote me on the name. I could be wrong, <laughs> but I know he has a restaurant in LA. Well, then we definitely have to go. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, how could you not? What was your favorite death? I think probably Owen Wilson's death, just because the whole, oh, he's betraying us, and then, oh, wow, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, the snake comes out of the water and wraps around him and pulls him in. Which I do like how much they, at least it looked like they studied the snakes. Uh-huh. Um, because anacondas do stripe and wrap their body around yours and basically suffocate you before they actually swallow their food. I appreciate that. Like, that much attention to detail. Speaking of swallowing the food, can we talk about the scene where John Voigt gets uh, thrown up? Oh, God. Yeah. And then before he, like, falls face down, you can see him, like, wink. Yeah, because I guess he's still partially alive, even though his skin's all dissolved and stuff. Ugh. Fucking mm. regurgitated so the snake can go after, what was it, J-Lo's character? Yeah. Ugh. This is so gross. He gets swallowed whole, and then the snake literally throws up on J-Lo, and John Voight comes out. Oh. God. Yeah, that was a pretty nasty scene. Oh, and then there was the one shot of the anaconda swimming underwater, and you can see the lump in its stomach. Oh, and then, yeah. For some reason, you could also make out the face of, I want to say it was Owen Wilson after he got eaten. I think so, yeah. There's no way you would see, like, an actual outline of the person's face. You would just see a giant lump. Like, maybe the nose would stick out a little bit, and you can see the indent of that, but... But you saw full-on, like, eyes sunken in, almost. There's You could yeah. make out the entire face, essentially. And I think even, like, the scream of the mouth. Oh, yeah. There's sequels to Anaconda. There's one I want to say it's called Blood Orchid. I, I watched it, I think, when it first came out. But basically, it's supposed to explain why the anacondas are so big. Yeah, it's like this flower is making big anacondas or something like that. That's stupid. It is stupid. I do have to say, this isn't a death, but, I mean, the character does come close to dying. It still baffles me how a wasp that big got into his tank or mouth without him knowing, and it almost killed him. Right, so John Voigt's character put the wasp inside, like, the scuba tank or, like, the mouthpiece or something like that. But still, like, I've been scuba diving before. I know the tube that the air comes through is not that wide. Right. It's not as wide as that big-ass wasp was. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, I, I can definitely see there being, like, some flaws with that because it was a huge wasp. Like, no way he wouldn't notice that. And then he swallows it. That is one thing that, to me, is near impossible to believe. Right. All of their deaths are pretty much believable. You know, that one just, it doesn't do it for me. Doesn't work for you? Doesn't work for me. Mm, I see. It's not logical. It's not. It's illogical. Exactly. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate this movie? Four and a half, five? Explain your, uh, your, your reasoning. Okay, I do think I would do more of a five because the acting was good. Just the CGI, I don't know if it was just because of its time, but the CGI wasn't good. Some of the deaths, yes, they, re or they were more believable, but it was also like they were getting killed the same way. Like mm -hmm. there was no... 
variety. Yeah, it was like the snake would eat them, or um, one of the girls was killed by John Voight's character. I think that was basically the only only death that really had a variety to it. Like, everything else was just, like, the snake eating them. Right, which, I mean, it's not like we can get that much variety in a snake movie, you know? Like, no matter what, the snake's gonna be crushing people or eating them. It's not like it can, like, all of a sudden split into two heads like a sci-fi movie and then eat some or something like that, you know? Yeah. But but the CGI was definitely on par with, like, Ghost Shark or Sharknado. (laughs) Which I think says a lot for, uh... Monster movies nowadays. We need to get back to, like, the good monster movies. Like what? I would actually love to see how they would do Dracula nowadays, or... Didn't they just do a Dracula movie? I thought they did. Did they? I'm pretty sure they did. But they tried to do The Mummy, it just flopped. Universal wants to do a whole... Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, Universal wants to do a whole uh, monster universe with, like, Frankenstein, Werewolf, Dracula, Mummy, but... So far, they're just having trouble with it. Hollow Man is actually the first... They, tra- they did a revamp of the universe. Oh! Or not um, Hollow Man, The Invisible Man. Yeah. Hollow Man's also a good movie with Kevin Bacon. But it's literally the same premise as Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think for monster movies nowadays, they would take more of a scientific or realistic approach. Right. Like, if you think about Chucky... Back in the day, it was, you know, a cursed doll or, like, the spirit of a killer going into this doll and then the doll being murderous because, you know, the bad guy's soul is chopped in there. But now it's an AI. So that's more realistic nowadays. Right. I totally feel bad for the new Chucky because it's literally just a misunderstood toy. That scene of Andy and his friends holding him down in the remake and then shutting him off, I was like, oh, he just, does, he just doesn't know. I know. It's like Lenny from A Vice and Men. Yeah. <laughs> Lenny! No, that's Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> no, I know, but still, it works. That's an inside joke, people. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever played Red Dead Redemption 2... You would probably know. There's like a solid three months where I would randomly yell, Lenny! <laughs> you still do that sometimes. When I hear the name, yeah. <laughs> that scene in the game's hilarious. Oh god, it's so it's funny. Literally just the main character drinking with this guy named Lenny and them getting really drunk. And it's, he's, con- <laughs> the main character Arthur's constantly yelling, Lenny! <laughs> and it's. So yeah, because he's basically trying to find Lenny after Lenny goes Runs, away keeps or something. running off, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I digress. Yes. Now, going back to the monster universe, I would love to see, like, another modern-day retelling of, like, the werewolf or something, but set in modern times. I think that would be very interesting, because Invisible Man did it really cool, how it was literally just a scientific suit. Yeah, and I, I didn't see the movie... But you did tell me about it, um, and I do appreciate that they did do that, and that made it a little bit more scary and possible than, you know, a magical creature. Right. But, uh, the mummy did not do good. No. No. It did not. It did not. Actually, Creature from the Black Lagoon would be an awesome one to redo. I guess we kind of had something similar with, um, 
the Guillermo del Toro movie. Why am I blanking on the on the name of it? Oh, uh, was it Shape of Water? Yeah, The Shape of Water, which is also a really good one. But that was more. I want to say that was more of a love story. Oh, hundred than... percent. It had nothing to do with Creature from the Black Lagoon. No, if they do a creature movie, they need to do it about um. Was it the Swamp Monster that we were talking about? Oh, the Florida Moss Man? The Moss Man. Yes. They should do it about that. Swamp thing. (laughs) Basically. You know, I'm for, like, a modern uh, Monsters Universe movie idea. Here's a pitch for you, Tori. We have Sheep Squatch, Moth Man. Moss Man. Moss Man, Ingrid Cold, all teaming up, stopping some other giant big monster trying to take over the world or something. Ooh, or, and hear me out on this one. Okay. Different areas have, like, an alpha monster, like how Mothman scared away Sheep Squatch. Uh-huh. So Mothman would be, like, the king of that area, and they all, like, bow down to him, but <laughs> they the also Godzilla. have, like, their tasks. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with Mothman. Oh, no. Yeah. We can get Bigfoot in on it, too, maybe. There's a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Goatman. This is a fantastic like idea for a TV series or a movie universe. Universal, if you uh, you're hearing this, hit me up. <laughs> I'll have my people talk to your people. <laughs> yeah. I would honestly watch that. That would be fun because I don't think anyone has really done something like that in a while. Like very the, true. The closest thing I can think of is like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which have you ever seen that movie? No, I don't I don't think I have. So that one has to do with like it's Tom Sawyer, um Captain Nemo, Jekyll and Hyde, Dorian Gray, and there's this other female vampire which I'm always blanking on her name. I think she might be from Dracula, but I could be wrong. But they all basically team together to form the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and they take on like this person that's like trying to take over the world. I think I have heard of that, but I've never seen it. Yeah. I liked it when it came out. I don't think the CGI and stuff will probably hold up, because I want to say it came out in like 2002, 2003, something like that. Yeah. Well, CGI, everything's getting more and more and more realistic as time goes on. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if years from now, people are looking at some other films, like how we look at Anaconda and other horror movies now. Actually, there was one monster movie that I really did like, and it was, um, can't remember the name of it, but it was about this family that went to the Pine Barrens in New Jersey, and basically, like, there's this whole thing about, you know, the New Jersey devil mm-hmm. living in the Pine Barrens. So this dad got, like, super sick, and he keeps thinking he's seeing, like, the Jersey devil. But then he's also going kind of crazy. So the whole movie, you're trying to figure out, does this monster exist, or is it all in its head? And at the end of the movie, you find out the monster exists, and it slaughters a bunch of people that were, like, basically trying to help them. And then at the end of the movie, at the end of the credits... It's like the brother and sister and like a big posse of people with guns going into the Pine Barrens hunting the monster. And that's how it ends. But Ooh. it was a good one. Actually, I need to find that. I, I should show you that one because it was really good. Maybe that's what we can do one of our podcasts on. Yeah. Well, one of the next episodes I want to do Ingrid Cold, which I'm still doing a little bit more of the research on that. But I'm excited for that one because that also kind of ties into Mothman a bit. And you know how much I love Mothman. <laughs> that is like your favorite monster. It is my favorite cryptid <laughs> monster. He's just misunderstood. He is. If you guys haven't heard our first episode on Mothman, go back and listen to it. I love Mothman. (laughs) Do you remember that little comic that I think it was Nat that showed us? Where Mothman was basically just like a little puppy and... Oh, it was like the YouTube thing, right? 
It was like a little yes. animated short. Yeah. And yeah. how like a guy is trying to hunt Mothman down and he like gets evidence. Mm-hmm. He's just like a little puppy that's protecting this girl that saved him and he's just very sweet. Well, no, what else is pretty sweet? That that's movie. That's an anaconda. <laughs> that anaconda. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's really hard with anaconda because... Yeah, it's not one of those movies. It's not like Friday the Thirteenth, where like you could rewatch that one over and over again because Friday the Thirteenth's kind of campy, but it's fun because you get a little like variety in the deaths and mm-hmm. yeah. But, but for this one, like we said, there's not much variety in how the characters are killed off. Right, and honestly, I think I would probably agree with your original assessment and give this movie a four out of ten. The, the, it's not nothing against the actors. I like Ice Cube. Jennifer Lopez is a really good actor, too. Same with Owen Wilson and John Voight. Like, all great. It's just the movie itself is not that great. Yeah, and Owen Wilson's character, like, the only reason that Owen Wilson's character goes along and kind of turns on his friends is for money. And John Voight's character is basically manipulating him, saying, like, oh, like, how cool would it be if you guys caught this anaconda? And, like, you guys would get so much money and yada, yada, yada. And everyone's just, like, an idiot at that point where it's, you know, John Voight's character is clearly evil from the first time he steps on board. Very creepy. Yeah. Like, the first time... Like, you could sense that he's turning on you or that he's bad. Grab a gun and kill him. Yeah, and Push him off the boat. stranger. You don't him. know the guy. Yeah, they literally, like, saved him. Saved, in air quotes. He orchestrated the whole thing. And the only reason that they really figure out that he's a bad guy is because of this article of him and some other guys holding a snake or something. Right. It was the, the, uh, the boat captain. Very interesting movie. But on that note, Tori, do you have any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap up this lovely episode on Anaconda and a bunch of other monsters? <laughs> I guess the only thought that I could really say is, you know, it is a 4 out of 10 movie, but it's still... A 7 out of 10 in your heart? <laughs> mm. It's still a movie you should watch if you like monster movies. Like, there are some movies that, like, they're horrible, but you still gotta watch them. Oh, yeah, no, I'm for any sort of horror movie, good or bad. I will always watch something scary. Yeah, so you guys should definitely check this movie out. Yeah, it's... See for yourself, judge for yourself. Well, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and share it with all your friends and family, because we appreciate it. And thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah, and like always, if you guys have any monsters or any... Movies you want us to review, comment, and we will get to it. All right. We'll see you guys next time. See you guys.